<laughs> okay, so we are live at the time. Um, welcome to another episode of Kyle Copeland's Revolving Door, the variety podcast where an ever-changing cast of the same hosts uh, talk about a specific topic and laugh too much at their own jokes. <laughs> that, that wasn't a joke. <laughs> this is serious. Uh-oh. Um, we hope you guys really enjoyed our um, D&D episode that we post- that posted uh, around Halloween time. It took an insane amount of work that we did not expect, um, but there will be another one of those upcoming. Um, we had a special guest host that episode and who has now joined our panel. He is with us tonight under a different name, of course. Um, so yeah, look forward to that. Also, don't forget to uh, support us on Patreon. Uh, somebody, please. And um, Patreon. Hit up on MySpace. Yeah, hit us up on MySpace. Facebook. Do we have a Facebook? We have a, we have a MySpace and a Twitter and an Instagram. We do have a Facebook, yes. We have a Facebook, yes. Um, it just never gets updated because we, we all forget that it exists. <laughs> we need to designate a social media guy. Um, so, hey, I'm watching MySpace, okay? Yeah, MySpace is where it's at. That's right. So tonight's topic, or today's topic, I don't know when you're listening to this, I'm not, I'm not watching you. Um, <laughs> the, the topic... Wait, is that a joke? Or, it, or are you? <laughs> I'm, I'll never tell. <laughs> um, our topic tonight is uh, dreams, and um, yeah, dreams. Right, uh, yeah, dreams. Um, that's kind of a vague and vast topic, but uh, we'll get more into the weeds in a little bit. Um, tonight, I will be hosting. I will be going by the name Morpheus tonight because of you know the god of dreams. Um, now, when I told the other members of the panel that my name is Morpheus, of course, as you may have guessed. We jumped on the bandwagon, so we also have with us tonight Mr. Smith. Hello. Um, Neo. Hi. Dozer. Dozer. Yeet. Dozer. Yeah, Dozer. Do- Dozer. Dozer. And, um, and then another guy who didn't fit with the theme, <laughs> fit with the theme of dreams, um, Eric Spielrain. Did I say it right? Ja. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't 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 digitally roll your eyes at me. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I'm doing both. Oh, don't roll your digital eyes at me. <laughs> Look at that guy and his driving eyeballs. Um, so, <laughs> so I wanted to um, talk about dreams tonight because I've had some weird dreams lately, guys. <laughs> really weird dreams. And um, so I thought we could talk about, we could share our weird dream experiences, um, maybe talk about dream interpretation, um, some different theories and that sort of thing. Um, so I thought I'd just talk about my dreams first to start it off. Um, so usually, or, or often, I will have dreams where I am back at college, like back in the dorm. That seems to be the go-to era for some reason. Um, and then I have a, a paper due, like or an assignment due, or I have band practice, and I'm, ha- I'm having to go to do this thing, whatever it is. Um, and then I wake but up. An assignment. Right. I, I was gonna say, but the the common trend you think is that there's an assignment, there's a deadline that right. needs to. Right. Some sort yeah. of assignment. And um, then when I wake up, it's like I've forgotten the past like five years. Like I don't. I have. <laughs> I have to remind myself that I, I graduated from college. I am married. And I live in a different city now. Like so, so it's like fifty first dates for you. Like you play safe <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> I might need that, but no, it's like for for a little bit of time in those you know waking moments where you're still kind of half asleep, half awake. I'm like, I don't. How did I pass college? Like, did I really? Did I really graduate? Because I I don't remember doing that assignment. I don't remember finishing that class. I, it's all a blur, but I remember graduating. Um, so that's what it usually is. But the past week or so, it's been really weird. Um, so I had a dream last weekend, this past weekend, where I was at a water park with my family, and I had to go to the bathroom. Now, dreams when you have to go to the bathroom, as you all know, are very, very dangerous. Um, yes. You can, you can never, <laughs> never fall for that. <laughs> Um, this is not I agree. That time. I, I went to the bathroom and 
there's this loud explosion sound and the ceiling started caving in. Um, and I was like, oh no, we're under some sort of an attack. Um, or something blew up or something. And then this guy beside me was like, no man, it's just the bathroom elevator. And then the whole bathroom just started like going, like shooting down into the earth. Like, <laughs> and there, no one else seemed to be, I was like, cr like crouching on the floor looking up at the ceiling. And like looking at this guy telling me that no, it's just the bathroom elevator. Everyone else just going about their business like it was normal, and they're just like, you're rocketing down at like 100 miles an hour into the earth. Um, and then I left the bathroom and had to go get on a, a train to get out of the cave for whatever reason. So that was weird. Um, a couple nights later, I had a dream where um, Callie, my wife, oh, I gave her real name. Sorry. Um, Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, Trinity. There you go. Uh, Whoa, now this is a fancy uh, yeah. Morpheus and Trinity together. <laughs> um, she was uh, setting somebody up, one of her friends up on a date. And guys, this is this is the best. Um, um, her friend was Will Ferrell, and she set him up with <laughs> Colin Ferrell. <laughs> so I have this weird... <laughs> It's weird dream with Will Ferrell and Colin Farrell like going on a date and like Colin Farrell's like batting his eyes at Will and it was <laughs> weird just like on a double date and it was just it was Is Will life. Ferrell grinning his weird teeth? <laughs> <laughs> I've always noticed his teeth, man. He does have a weird like it's like his mouth is too full of teeth. Yeah. <laughs> and Will and Colin Farrell's in his wool cap. But um yeah, so that's a good match that. right there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like it's it's almost like a friend of mine who had a crush on somebody with the same last name as him who was an ooh yeah girl, and I was like, man, don't do it because it's probably related. <laughs> King Train. Um, but then the one I had last night uh, to kind of bring it all back home, I was in my dorm, actually, with my my like a couple of friends, a couple of you guys, my ex girlfriend. And we were in my old, old dorm room, and there was, like, an active shooter. And, like, we were, like, listening to all of our friends and, like, all of our dorm mates get murdered. And then we all climbed into, there was these um, little, like, shelving units in our dorms, in our rooms. Um, uh, what are your names? Um, Mr. Smith and Eric. <laughs> oh, and, I, I uh, was wondering when you talked about the assignment, I was wondering if it would be like some monster would pop out of those shelves. I wonder <laughs> if that's what you're... I yeah. wonder if that would be take part in your dreams at some point. Yeah, Eric made good use of those shelving units. Maybe that's where I got it from. He did. Climbing <laughs> um, <laughs> the freaking ceiling in those things, man. Well, that's, that's, right. <laughs> that's what we did in the dream. We all got into the shelving and <laughs> the ceiling to escape from the, um, the active shooter. So... Oh, so it was kind of like that part in, uh, what was that movie? The Matrix, where they're like in the wall. <laughs> and the, the agents are just like, oh, they're up on the third floor. The third floor. Oh, my God. And then, oh, yeah, what was that, what then, was that guy? And then, and then, and then dude, Morpheus. Morpheus was like, oh! And then bust through the wall. And then gets the crap beat out of him. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, that seems crazy. Like, he just busts through the wall. It's so epic and awesome. And then he just gets beat up real bad. <laughs> yeah, real he gets the LP no, it was, it was... Is that right before he gets kidnapped? Yes. Yeah. It was more like the scene in um, um, Mission Impossible. No, what's, what's what's the movie with Daryl in it? The Boondock Saints. It's yeah. Oh the yeah. Scene Boondock Saints, where the guy opens, walks in the bar, and is grabbing his crotch and screaming, and then he just gets like riddled with bullets from behind or whatever. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's more like that. We didn't what about survive. the scene in that movie where he shoots the cat? <laughs> Oh, I'm laughing because I said shoots a cat. No one else is laughing, so I seem like I'm weirdo. It's not funny. Exactly. It's animal cruelty is not. It's funny. animal. That's right. That's right. We're a very serious podcast here. We respect animals. Well, you know what? Me and my cat hate animals. <laughs> <laughs> you and your cat. Me and my hate cat. Animals. Yeah. Oh. Well, um, yeah. so yeah, those are my embarrassing personal dreams. Um, Anybody want to have any? So, ideas? so I, I have a, I have a question, um, Morpheus. Yeah. Did, did you have a like the dream of the assignment? Did you have the same dream multiple times? No, actually. Um, one time it was a music theory two composition assignment, where um, 
I was oh. having to like transpose a song, and then another one was um, a criminal justice term paper. Like it's always a different subject. Um, but same room, like same setting, just yeah, different yeah. It's assignment. Always in, it's always in uh, the same the Smith Hall uh, for some reason, even though none of my criminal justice classes were in that building at the time. So, so are you in the dorm or are you in the hall or in I, Smith Hall? It takes place in both. I'm in the dorm freaking out about the assignment, and then I'm, you know, like I'm either late for class or I have to run there to do some sort of research or, or you know, or meet with the teacher, turn it in. Like it's so not the assignment like, is due. It's pending. It's imminent. Yeah, yeah, but it's not like a crazy like it's late. I'm gonna, I've got to turn it in. Like it's not one of those dreams. It's just like I'm stressed out about this assignment and I've got to do all this stuff. To do. It's, it's actually rather boring. So, so you wouldn't say it's like looming and ominous or anxiety causing. You just say it's just like, oh crap, this is something I got to do. Well, it was yeah. It's, it's looming and it's, it's anxiety, um, but it's not um, urgent, I guess. It's not like it has to be done right now, but at the same time, I'm I'm still very nervous about it the whole time. Was it was the active shooter one more scary? Like was like same feeling and the active when like you said there's somebody going around shooting people. That's a good question. There was a there was a little bit of fear, um, a little bit more or a little different feeling of fear um, when he actually saw the guy because um, in our in our dorm room. So you encountered the shooter. We did. Um, I saw him out of a window. He was. <laughs> I've been playing. Danny, you didn't mention that. Plot in a suit I've for hours. Playing... <laughs> 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 no, he wasn't doing that. Even though that would make more sense. No, it was actually the weird thing was our dorm room. I don't know if you guys ever had this, like where you combine cities or combine different parts of your life. Yes. It's an old part of your life, and it's just normal. Like, yeah, the, the attack, it does happen in New York City, you know, the sad attack that the guy ran over all those people uh, a couple mm -hmm. days ago. Um, and so we were downtown New York City, actually walking with Darnell, another friend of ours from college. She lives in New York City now. Um, oh. And this guy came by on a skateboard. I've been playing a lot of Just Cause 3 guys, too. So um, this guy comes by on a skateboard with a parachute and has these two, like, handguns and starts shooting people. And so we're like, oh, crap. This guy's on a skateboard with a parachute shooting people. We gotta go. And um, we ran back to our dorm, which is in the middle of New York City. <laughs> For some reason. And, um, that's what they did with it. Yeah, that's where they moved it. <laughs> and then, that's, yeah, that's when we went into my room, and we climbed up in the ceiling and then got shot. So oh, so we die in the dream? Uh, well, we all got shot. I don't know if we died. I woke up and we got shot. Okay. So when everyone was climbing into the ceiling and everybody was hanging from that little bar you're supposed to hang your clothes from, <laughs> when I got on the bar, did it just, like, break? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't see that happen, but yeah, probably. Hey, Kyle, let me ask you this. What if you actually Who's got Kyle? shot and you're... Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I'm sorry. Okay, guys, first you're part of the group now. Oh. <laughs> you're through your initiation. We've all done it. <laughs> Okay. Kyle's over at Kyle's over in the booth, guys. He's recording. Yeah, this if you thing. want to ask Kyle a question, his I can eyes bring him over here. Flame. Yeah, He's looking uh, at you with terror. <laughs> Morpheus. Yes. Oh, yes. So if you actually got shot, and that was your last memories of your real life, and this is a coma, oh, and none of this is real. See, this is this is what I was talking about, man. These these weird like other world interpretations, like. Oh, dude! Yeah. Like I read this theory one time, and and um, I went, I couldn't find it. I was trying to find like an actual you know, like, the source of who came up with this, but no, it's just, hey, I read this thing one time on the internet. So, um, yeah. about, like, parallel universes and how, like, that's actually another separate life. Oh, dude, totally. Like, I was listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, and that's, he, they got so into that theory. Really? Um, yeah, like, parallel universes and, like... String theory? Well, like, every time you go into a dream, it's like you're in a different life, and... Well, this is actually the dream of your other life because you uh, can't remember you can't remember either really in each of the dreams. Um, yeah, that's really gonna mess with me next time I wake up and wonder where I am. Me, okay, okay but does that does that mean that in some reality I'm being chased by a Frankenstein like monster? Yeah, man. Only only to squirt ketchup in his face but and, it's also... and finally leave me alone. Because <laughs> that's the dream I've had, man. Dude, well, it's like it's like what we do in this life affects affects what happens in the dream world too. So like, that's why some people think that like Michael Jackson 
like he died because every night he wasn't dreaming at all because they were just pumping all that like you know stuff like coma basically every night and like you know they think he died because he was breaking off from his other reality oh that's kind of i know that's like totally insane but you know I don't actually dream on a regular basis anymore, not since, like, the last couple of years of college. Hmm. So, I may well, not be long for this world. You do. <laughs> you, do. The thing is you just don't remember you it. You don't remember it. Yeah, no, I'm, I have... I, I honestly did a lot of research into into sleep, um, like, how to, how to sleep better my last year of college uh, when I was in my internship, because I would have to wake up at, like... 445 or so and for me at the time like that was just terrible. And, um, I cut out all caffeine before I went to bed I stopped looking at, at any kind of screens for like two hours before yeah. and I always went to sleep at 10 o'clock and I always woke up at 445 at the time and uh, somewhere in that process I stopped dreaming and I started sleeping like like, like a rock and now it's seriously hard to get me to stay up past 10. But if I make it past 1130, I'm up for another three hours. Yeah. Um, Did you buy a dream catcher? I should have. That would have been, man. That Maybe that's been. why. Well, you know, I had an idea for, uh, it was a joke. And um, at an old place I used to work, I was just talking about this, you guys off the air, um, down in Destin. I'd work crazy hours. And um, Eric actually worked there for a time, too, so he can attest to this. Um, yeah. When you're working there, you are. It's a lot of physical labor, and um, you're and you're working long hours. Um, and I used to have dreams about it all the time, and it was it didn't help that I lived like right off, like right behind the place. It was a go kart, oh, dude. Right? so you could hear the whistles of the like on your days off, you could hear the other people blowing their whistles. Like, <laughs> but I would have dreams about work, and I remember telling uh, a buddy of mine, Trevor, one day, like years ago, I was like, hey. What if we're actually, we signed in our contract, we signed this deal where we work literally like 24-7. When we sleep, there's this, we are actually working at the track. Like we're asleep, but somehow they transferred our consciousness into something else or whatever. They manipulated it to where we are actually working at the track while we're asleep. And I think that'd be a good, a good short story idea, but it'd probably be really derivative. Yeah, it would actually. Like, like some kind of dystopian universe where like, you know, people work all day, and then to make more money, they work in their dreams. Yeah. Oh, be- you have been watching Black Mirror, dude. <laughs> yeah, dude. Be, be I to stop. Good, like uh, thought crime stuff. Be yeah, good. you can go into the ethics of it. Oh man. Let me take this moment uh, now that we're talking about parallel dream worlds to plug a book that I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> How is that a segue? <laughs> and 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 no 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 no. So it's a book that I don't know if any of the listeners will have heard of, and I don't know if they can have access to it if they'll be able to find it. And I'm pretty sure none of you have read it, but it's called The Inside, and it's by a guy named Isaac Marion, uh, who's the guy that wrote Warm Bodies and oh, had yeah. his 15 yeah. minutes of fame for that. that but name. it's it's a really really good book, The Inside, and it's kind of about this guy who. Uh, he, he, he meets the girl of his dreams, literally. And so, yeah, he, he has to go in the dream world to, to be with her. But, you know, there's that whole thing where you can only sleep for so long, right? So, anyways, right. it's a good book. Check it out. Wow, that sounds, that sounds interesting. Yeah, that's right on topic. Well, yeah, man. Well, I know, Eric, you had some, uh, you did some research for this, uh, as one does. Um <laughs> We've got a fan. I just got a text from another member of the panel that is spying on us right now, listening to our recording. Oh. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, she had some work to do. She couldn't make it. Well, it's good to have her in spirit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Eric, you, you um, had some uh, uh, some philosophy, some philosophies, philosophizing that you had done for this. Uh, philosophizing. I was just reviewing. Uh, a couple of years ago, and actually, I think I was reading interpretate the interpretation of dreams when I was working with you, Morpheus. Um, <laughs> when I was doing my undergrad in <laughs> sleep study. Well, I did take that. I did take that uh, um, chronobiology course, which was super cool at Troy. 
sounds pretty interesting. They had three teachers. They had one from the history department that uh, had her her doctorate in history of science, and so she did a lot of stuff on like the history of different sleep studies. And they had a, a psychologist from the psychology department, and she talked about you know psychology of sleep, and we got into some psychoanalyst stuff. And then we had a biologist uh, who you know just talked about effects of chemicals on sleep and all kinds of stuff. It was a really cool course. Who who was the bi- biologist? Is it right? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember his name, uh, but he, I, I can probably describe him to you off off air, and it, it'll okay. You okay. might be able to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so I was just reviewing some of my uh, uh, interpretations of dreams, Sigmund Freud stuff. Um, oh no! I think, yeah, I think, I don't think he, <laughs> you don't like that guy. No, um, he did try to pass off a lot of issues with women. As his as like hysteria and like um, uh, like focus on their fathers, because because they had been like raped by the husbands that funded him, um, and it just uh, when you when you start looking in, into Freud, it gets really really messy because he was very chauvinistic. Yeah. He's kind of a hack, man. Have you read yeah. Have you read his work? excerpts at the most here's here's the thing when you actually read him instead of read people who haven't read him and write about him (laughs) yeah you're oh okay Okay. (laughs) now now he he does he does have some stuff uh, that that it it, i mean his whole thing about penis envy is probably crap um (laughs) but but like when you actually when you actually read his works and you you approach them on their own terms there's a lot of insightful stuff for instance um, he, he, uh, he took the, the whole idea of, of, of the dream and up until that point, there was actually still the prevailing opinion in science to an extent that there was, uh, and, and people might not have put it in these terms, but there was still kind of that idea that God was talking to you in your dreams and that all of your dreams were some kind of a communication of an extra physical, a metaphysical experience. And, uh, Freud put it in a, uh, a more physical materialistic format which isn't necessarily the best thing that could have happened for dreams but the interesting thing was that he he called all dreams a wish fulfillment which is an interesting way to to frame them and an interesting way to approach them in therapy wish fulfillment so will will and colin farrell um now (laughs) uh, now i mean you just really want to see that happen man (laughs) No, but the thing, the thing is, is that a, a, an interpretation of a dream could take months uh, in, in his psychoanalytic procedure. And the idea is that the dream work, his, his, uh, his theory was basically in a nutshell that there's a language to dreams, that dreams don't understand words. They understand symbols and pictures. That's how your unconscious mind works. Uh, that's why it's unconscious and messy. And so everything in a dream is a symbol for something else. And, and, and so they're all symbols for penises. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, there are some pretty there are some pretty funny analogies and in interpretation of dreams. My favorite one is there's a chapter where he explains that nine times out of ten, if you're climbing a staircase in a dream, it's uh, repressed sexual memory because his reasoning is, and this says more about him than it probably says anything about his patients. But he says when you climb a staircase, there's a lot of effort involved. You you run out of breath. You're sweating. And when you get to the top of the staircase, you just have that release of tension because you've accomplished something. And there's that sense of triumph over the staircase that it didn't beat you. It didn't win, but life prevailed. <laughs> that's that literally every time I read anything Freud, like, like that's always what it, it's always sex with him. Well, and, only, and, and, I, and I, I get that that is very central to the human experience, but for for a guy who who like I said most most of the critical work on him has has outed that he you know he's very he he was very anti anti women's troubles like for this guy to be focused on sex I don't know I, I just I don't think that he was anti women's troubles I think that what he was about was he thought that everything in your life had a cause Okay, but some, like some, literally, literally women would report would report that their husbands were abusing them, and he'd be like, "Oh, no, no, your problem 
isn't that your husband's abusing him. It's that you're jealous of your husband because he reminds you of, of your father. Like it, it's, it always, it always derives to stuff like that. Like, and I don't know if I need to find some sources on it, I'll, I'll bring it up. But also he had a pretty big cocaine addiction for a while. <laughs> really? Yeah. Well, <laughs> like he tried to use it and prescribe it as like medicine. Um, well, it was it was in soft drinks back then. That's what. Well, yeah, yeah. Was. But, I mean, <laughs> it was like, it was it was a pretty common stuff. thing that people just took. So every everybody had that. Such small doses of cocaine, cocaine addiction. Cocaine was even in like Coca Cola. Like so, it was so you know you didn't you didn't really get super high from it. But, like, so he was Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Um, well, I, 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 I'm not. I'm not trying to save Freud's reputation, but I'm saying that <laughs> necessarily. What, what I'm saying is that when you actually read his works, there's a lot more insightful stuff. And just like anybody, he has really crazy ideas and a lot of wrong ideas. But a lot of stuff, he just kind of nailed it. And well, you that, can't that's really interesting nailed. though. And like to to bring it back back home, like you brought up some good points and something that I that's always bothered me because I've tried to do the dream interpretation. You know, like. A snake means this. Unless it's this color snake, then it means something totally different. Or, you know, and the the justification of it, like you were just saying with the, the staircase and, and repressed sexual memories. Like, I understand, like, I, I get the the metaphor, I don't know if that's the right word, that you're trying like that you're trying to make. Like, I get the analogy. I understand your reasoning behind that. But not everybody thinks the same way. Not everybody, like, has the same mental functions the same way mentally like exactly and and that's that's something i think and this is where freud failed i think and where carl jung took it a step in the right direction is jung had the sense to recognize that a dream could be a wish fulfillment but that makes it essentially by definition a subjective experience and i think freud tried to find across the board symbols that were consistent for all human experience so that he could say if you had this thing happen in a dream it means the same thing that it meant for this other individual. But Jung said that everyone had a context that they were coming to the dream with and that they were coming to it from. And so each symbol was subjective to each individual. But mm. what was interesting yeah. is that, and this is this, this was kind of the thing I, I wanted to bring up uh, in the conversation that I thought might be interesting uh, for us today, is that Freud kind of has this theory that... Uh, Um, Freud had this theory that uh, dreams were a wish fulfillment, and a that these wish your heart makes. exactly. Disney was making a, a psychoanalytic uh, statement, <laughs> but uh, but it was a wish fulfillment that came to us in symbols, and that Freud's idea was that these symbols were consistent across every person. But Jung made the eventual leap from the dream work of these symbols to the archetypes, where you know if I have a dream of a staircase, it doesn't mean the same thing that Neo's dream of a staircase means, but that there were archetypes where, and, and, you know, Neo, you might be into this because I know you've read some of Joseph Campbell's work, which was right. very influenced by some of the Jungian archetype theory. Oh yeah. And, uh, Jung's archetypes eventually led to the collective unconscious, which was a way that Jung thought every human being was co connected literally, uh, psychically through the unconscious, which was an interesting thing. Oh, wow. So when we're dreaming, we may still be in community. I, I was going to ask you. Uh, I I've not gotten into Jung yet, um, and I didn't. I never could. I, I never saw anything on whether or not he thought there was a actual unconscious, or if he just thought that that shared. I don't know um, if it was if it was maybe just the environment that created the same sort of I don't know preset in everyone's mind that they could draw from, or if he actually thought it was an actual collective unconscious like a, a a literal thing or if it's just a figurative thing like an effect thing like a you know what i'm saying like am i making sense i'm not sure keep trying uh, okay so so there's one there's one there's one way of thinking that says that jung says that there is an energy a psychic energy that collect that connects us all there's another form of thinking that says says that jung would say that the experiences we have in life because they are so similar creating us a framework that is common to everyone. But it doesn't mean that we're all literally psychically connected. Which one did he lean towards? Well, so first off, again, I, I'm just a dude that's read a bunch of books, but I haven't had any 
uh, official training in in psychoanalysis. But from from what I've read of, of Jung, I would say that the answer to that is actually, and this is going to frustrate you both, both, yeah. <laughs> because he he was firmly convinced of levels to the unconscious. So you have your personal unconscious, you have like a super ego unconscious, like a family unconscious consciousness that exerts influence on you and that exists as an entity. And then he believed there was a collective unconscious for like a nation, for a society, and for the whole world, and possibly for all created things or natural well, things if you want. Well take that that um that thing and apply it that concept and apply it to um um the Bible, you know, um Joseph and in interpreting the, the king's dream and then interpreting the was it he was a a chef was it, or a cupbearer? What was he? There was a baker and a cupbearer. A baker and a cupbearer, and um, and all of those dreams that he interpreted were similar. And I know that that story has been passed down, you know, and, and it could all just be parable, or a lot of it could just you know have been change in interpretation, but. All the dreams, whether they're from a few different people, I kind of all had the same setup. Like, um, you have to help me on this. Um, you know, like the monster, right? And it had um, a certain amount of heads. What was it? Well, there was like, the, the seven, seven, seven lean cows, and then the the beast came and ate the, the seven fat right. cows and ate the lean cows and all and that. That was the king's dream, right? That was the king's dream. And so Joseph had a dream that was that was separate from that about the the stalks, right? About his the, the stalks, his brothers, like you know, yeah. and the stalks are worshiping. And it's like the same format, like it's, it's like the same dream format. You know what I'm saying? Like in that story, different people have the same dream and that, format. <laughs> let, let me let me give a, a an actual what I, I would consider a practical example that might help answer your question, Neo. Um, have you ever started thinking about something? Like you're in your car and you're just thinking about life and how it works. And then all of a sudden you start to notice that maybe the next day, it didn't happen yesterday, but the next day you hear someone talking on the radio about that exact thing. And then you realize that there's all these like songs you hear on the radio and yeah, maybe you overheard it at some point in the past and somehow that Inception style put the idea in your head. But you come to realize that completely unbeknownst to you in the past, there's an entire community of people that have been thinking these exact same thoughts and you can't explain it. I don't know if you've, if you've had that experience before. but that I have. Might... It's, been, it's been many, many years, though. Um, I'm a little and bit more jaded now. It did. It did. Um, at some point, I came to the realization that that just as as the law of chance, that would just happen. Like every every interesting occurrence that you think is connected is is literally been there the whole time. And because you had the inciting incident, those things that follow are illuminated. It it could be, and this was Jung's theory. It could be that that's a manifestation of the collective unconscious, that this stuff is just swimming around in the soup of all of our psychic energy, and you somehow tap into it one day, and then all these other people are also tapping into that thing, and it connects you as a community, as a group. Is that synchronicity? And synchronicity yeah. can, can play into it, but synchronicity is a, a different event. I mean that, that's fair, but like there's not enough data. Like the like our lives are not monitored enough to to literally put that into into any kind of measurable cause effect in a correlation. Well, and that was another thing is uh, Jung was big on a causal uh, mm. events. That's synchronicity is an a causal connecting principle. Is the the shorthand definition he gave that doesn't make much sense. <laughs> yeah. Well, so well, so. It, it, and psychic events can't be can't be monitored in a way that finds a trend necessarily was his belief. He figured that the yeah. whole the whole premise of psychology was to study the individual, to study that subject, that one person. And so you the the goal isn't to find a, a, a statistic because the exception is the rule that you're trying to find. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I kind of think we're getting closer and closer to a point. It's, it's going to be a scary point that we get to that, that that can actually be monitored. Like, 
I, I don't know how far away far away we are from it, but um, at some point, someone's going to start trying to set up a system of monitoring uh, thoughts. Like, I mean, it's you know, thought, thought Amazon. Do what Amazon? Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> it'll start out as it'll start out as um, you thought about this, and now we're going to advertise this new thing that's related to the thing that you wanted. Um, but I don't know. And, and to be honest with you, Amazon is not, is not as big an issue right now as we, as we might think it is. They're, they're, they're setting up a lot of, of storage around the world and they're, they're trying to expand, but they also aren't making any profit right now. As if they keep on going the way they're going, they're trying to outlast, um, brick and mortars. And so in the future, it might be that they, they finally reach that point that everybody else has to cave in and they just they just turn everything over raise prices but um anyway anyway that's a tangent well um, that, that kind of um that's the the thing i guess and it's like a lot of things we don't know for sure and we may never know for sure until you know we're all dead um but sometimes dreams can seem connected, you know, like sometimes you can have a dream and you're talking to your friend at school about it and they're like, oh my gosh, I had a really, like that exact same dream the other night. Or you have, you know, you have whole, the whole deja vu thing, which is another whole discussion. Um, but then sometimes it is just nonsense, like, you know, like Neo, you're ch- being chased by a Frankenstein monster type thing. You have to mm-hmm. up on it. Or again, guys, Will and Colin Farrell's possible incestuous love affair that I kept that I interrupted about. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just want to just Im- imprint that on everybody. Like that was a dream that I had, but um, uh, but yeah, like it's a match. You can see that's a connected. match made in heaven. <laughs> I, I mean, am I? I mean, maybe I need to write one of them a letter. I don't know. I I think I don't, I don't know. I do think that there is something to be said about uh, themes in dreams reflecting what's going on in life, like. A little bit after after we got engaged, my fiance um, had a series of dreams, and she she'd wake up about once a week almost. And I I haven't heard her say it in a while, but she'd have these dreams where, for some strange reason, she was with an ex, and she kept you know trying to find me. Like she's like, no, you're not the person I'm with anymore. I don't like you anymore. You know, like I like yeah. like, and it was it was a recurring thing. Like she'd have that dream about once a week or so um for about a month or two it hasn't happened in a long time but uh there's 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 it's it's definitely i think dreams at the very least are the are the brain's way of sorting through the day and through emotions that you've experienced um that is one function i think they hopefully concern i'm pretty sure science Right now is agreeing with me. <laughs> I think you're right. I think you're right. Well, I don't know. I know, like I said, we're not going to get any answers, but I just thought that, you know, it'd be fun to to discuss, and and uh, it has been. It's been a, a good talk. Anybody else have any uh, interesting or or funny dreams that they would like to to share? Man, I don't know. Mine are all like just really stupid. <laughs> like uh, you guys are so introspective <laughs> like dude i've never really thought i don't know man damn i mean uh, have you guys had a lucid dream before do what have you ever like been in a lucid dream oh no but that's i'm glad you said that because i was going to talk about that too um i had some friends that were so into that have you ever done it dude, yeah yeah like the and whole it's... like you have to set the the totem like in, the, in your waking hours of like, is this a dream? And oh, you have to do no. that. Well, like when it happened to me, um, I, I didn't even know, I didn't really know anything about lucid dreaming beforehand. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just remember it as like this super intense, like real dream that I could just had full control over everything that was going on. So you knew uh, that you were in the dream. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, this is weird, and this is way more real than normal. <laughs> I mean, that was my experience, but, like, I had a buddy that, like, totally had a journal and stuff, like a dream journal, yeah. and took, like, supplements for it, and, like, meditated before he went to sleep and stuff, and he can never, he can never get it. Um, but, yeah, it's weird, dude. It was cool. So, so what is, is a lucid dream where you're, like, not fully, like, no, I mean, I know it's, like, where you're dreaming, but, like, 
the science behind it, are you like sort of conscious still, or is is it? Yeah, I don't think there is. I don't know if they because it because it's random. I I don't think they can take take any like I don't think they have any studies of like somebody's brain and they you know look at their brain waves while they were lucid dreaming. I'm not 100 percent sure on that. Yeah, but I have but, heard that um like I've I've tried the thing where it's like you know you put up a YouTube video that's like you know 12 hours long and it's like music. Oh supposed yeah. To make you lucid dream. And I, I've read that some people do the the whole like like your friend was doing you know practice it and meditate and try really hard and do all these different things and then sometimes it's just i've heard that people it just, just being half awake like not getting a like i've heard that you don't get a good night's sleep after you lucid dream and it's because that part of your conscious is still awake and that's oh totally dude i mean all that all i remember really happening in mine is that i i was like i don't know i, I think i was in this park next to my house that i always used to be at and i could mm -hmm. fly that's pretty much all I read. <laughs> all I've I wanted to do was flying fly. dream. Oh, I'm so jealous. Dude, they're always awesome. And they're always they so cool. And that's that's all I remember doing is just flying. And then it was over. It was fast. But I remember it really well. That's so. awesome. Well, we had a professor that um, claimed, I don't know if it was him or one of his other friends. Who Do you it's guys remember this? Is. One of his friends? It was yeah. Does he does he live in a teepee? He does live in a teepee now. Um, he he claimed that this guy he was like in school with would do this thing where he would get like a textbook, right, and just flip through the pages, just open the book cover to cover, and just look at the, each page of the book for like two seconds. And then he asked him what he was doing, and his friend said that he studies in his sleep. And he said this guy never studied. Like he would just sit down with the book for like an hour and just spend it going just looking at the pages and he's like supposedly had a photographic memory and he would go when uh, he was sleeping so he could have like eight hours of study time he would go and just, his memory of the pages he could go scan and read it it sounds like a dude if that's legit crap. that's I mean, awesome that's crazy supposedly he would have like whole paragraphs memorized when he woke up the next morning too because like he was like you're full of crap when you're telling me you're doing this you're just really trying to freak me out he said his friend would just like go to sleep and then wake up in the morning and just like spit off a whole paragraph off a random page or something to prove it hmm. so that's awesome my rather... comment... oh my bad no well no i mean this is quick so um my only comment on lucid dreams is that i did have an intense dream once and at towards the end of it i did realize i was in the dream uh, but the dream ended, and then I realized I was in my body, and I could not move my body for a good 30 minutes. Uh, like sleep paralysis? Dude, that happened to my it's, brother. That happens to my brother all the time. It's terrifying. Uh, yeah, you sleep paralysis is the it. worst. There's a great documentary on Netflix uh, about it. Um, I forgot what it's called, The Intruder or something? I don't know, but it's, it's intense. You guys listen to This American Life? Yeah. Yes. Dude, have you heard that Mike Birbiglia thing about how he like jumped out of a hotel window? Yeah, I love Mike Birbiglia. <laughs> he was asleep. And now he like ties himself up and stuff when he goes to yeah, bed. Yeah, dude. That's crazy. Um, what was he sleepwalking? Yeah, dude. Like he said he woke up like mid jump and he had jumped out of like jumped towards the window. It was closed and he broke the glass and woke up like mid-jump i'm pretty sure and then landed and he was really bloody and he was in his underwear and a t-shirt and he just went into the lobby and then they called the police <laughs> they to go to the hospital yeah wow he was on the second story of a of a hotel so he, he didn't he didn't he didn't fall out the window no dude like, he, he said just he fell literally... into the window no 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 he fell out the window like he busted through the window and then he fell two stories. Yeah, and he landed. Yeah, now he, oh, said he always like puts he always books rooms on the first floor, and he always like has this system where he like I don't know not just ties himself up, but like reduces his body movement at night. Yeah, yeah, he, like, he, goes, he sleeps in a sleeping bag yeah. or something like that. Yeah. yeah, dude, yeah, that's hilarious though. It's he's a comedian, so this, I mean the story is funny, but it's <laughs> like it's it's crazy. <laughs> that happened to that guy. My sister used to have night terrors. I remember one night vividly when she would, she was screaming in her room, and I ran in there, and there was a couch that, like on one side of her room and a bed on the other. She was sitting on the bed, eyes wide open, screaming, pointing at the couch, and just like screaming and crying. And it was just the it was this bizarre thing. That's creepy. Did your, did your sphincter like 
go up inside you. <laughs> Dude, if I saw somebody doing that and like woke up that way, uh, it was it was pretty disturbing. My brother, um, oh, he, he, he had a roommate freshman year. Uh, he went to Vanderbilt, oh, wow. and uh, his roommate had Aspergers. Uh, mm. It was cool, but it was their first day. And he, they slept on bunk beds, like, right next to each other. They were parallel, like, um, really close. The room was super small. And uh, he said the first night he was asleep, and his roommate, like, s- like, sat up in the middle of the night and just started screaming at the top of his lungs. And then my brother calmed him down. He was like, what's wrong, man? What's wrong? And then he said the guy just looked at him and then just fell back on his pillow and fell asleep. And they never talked about it. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. First day of college, <laughs> like this happened. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. sorry, man. What were you gonna say? Uh, no, the last, the last thing on dreams that I have to add, and I, I do think this is very relevant, is has anyone finished season two of Stranger Things yet? Yes. Oh no no no! no, no, no. I, I haven't just, yet. Well, you, you I just watched it, season though, one. Sir. You were episode one. You were lived it. You were there, so you should already know. Yeah, <laughs> Wait, what? Who lived Do- it? Dozer looks just like uh, Steve, if you haven't seen Dozer in real life. Oh, yeah, 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 that's fair, that's fair. I'm actually getting my hair cut, because it's, like, really long, and I'm going to look a lot more like <laughs> Yes! <laughs> are you, <laughs> you, you going to put all the products in your hair like that? <laughs> the pair of faucets, right? Yeah! <laughs> He's like, you tell anyone. Anyone, I will kill you. <laughs> I have made it that far. Um, yeah, but- I, I have two episodes left. So I, I think that's about where we're at. Um, we'll we'll probably finish it tonight after we get off the podcast. But uh, but no no I mean because like the upside down is like is like the dream world or fairy or mm. uh, in 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 uh, the underworld any of the Legend of Zelda games like it's the other world like the the place that's familiar and and, and alien at the same. Yeah, um, I mean it's from D and D, man. It's yeah, like, I was gonna say I'd like to hear Laura do a too. podcast about the episode. Dude, have you seen Laura's D or uh, show yet? Yeah, yeah. I see some Dude, yeah, I, I don't good. have Amazon, um, but I'm gonna get the trial and watch it. Hey, you, I, you can come over and watch it anytime. Really? Is it cool? Have you like have you finished it? I mean, it's just the podcast. It's like a dramatization of the first few episodes of the podcast. But yeah, it's good. Really? I mean, I've watched them all. You remember? The, you remember the episode they made Atomic Tonic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, wait a minute, Dozer, Dozer. Did you did you watch? Did you ever watch that? I listened to that episode. I listened to all of them. Where they uh, yeah, but, grind up the kit, the heart and the liver or whatever and made them drink. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. the first episode oh, on the podcast. Oh, yeah. on the ep- uh, videos. It's really good. Hey, Dude, that's really cool. We're giving Lore some uh, advertisement here, so we should have reached out to them on Twitter and uh, let, let Aaron Mankey know that uh, we're fans. He'll be like, uh, yeah. if they need it. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> they... our, our After audience. Hey, Aaron, we show, gave you some advertisement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. All 15 of our listeners <laughs> said, hey, I can that Lore show now. That's a generous amount. <laughs> I, I, I just started wa- listening to that, like, last week. It's oh, so pretty good. Kyle Copeland's Revolving Door? I was about to say. Yes, uh, I did. <laughs> Mr. Smith, have you listened to the D&D episode yet? Um, okay, full confession, I haven't listened to it yet. So. <laughs> I would actually argue that it, it, is, it is like... It is like I, I, I plan on it. I, I, okay, yeah. in, my, in my excuse, um, work has been... Uh, when oh. I listen to podcasts, it's usually at work, and there hasn't been much headphone time recently. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I would yeah. agree. It was this our most... Well-produced episode. Usually we just crank these things out and put them online the next day without any kind of editing process. But uh, the D&D was... Dude, it was like... I mean, compared to the first try, like I listened to that 15-minute... <laughs> dude, it was like 100% better. <laughs> like, like from that first go-around. Yeah, and if you guys support us on Patreon, we can send you those first 15 minutes. Unedited, raw. Oh. First <laughs> cut. And you'll learn <laughs> secret identities that we've we've yeah. never shown before. <laughs> we've never revealed them ever, ever, ever. Yeah. You know somebody's somebody's keeping track of it somewhere. Somebody that like has wandered on this by accident. And they're like, I'm gonna figure out who all of these. I'm gonna crack the code. <laughs> I mean, dude, I have enough material in that campaign 
that I mean, it could literally if we did a podcast every two weeks, it would last like three years. <gasps> I mean, I can make that you know as long or as short as I want it to be, but like I made this campaign like last year, and I you You've know been on it for a while. <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, I have. There's it's so intense, dude. So like, you know, maybe we'll see. Yeah. Nice. I'm looking forward to it. Well, have you? Uh, have we, has everybody listened to it yet? Well, as we as we established, Mr. Smith is not. Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. I, I have. It's the reason why you're the bad guy this episode. That <laughs> <laughs> depends, we can add you in, man. If you want, like, even if you can't play every week or whenever we do it, like, I can, you know, I can still make, you know. No, I, I'd like to join in. I, I've never yeah. played Dungeons and Dragons, so I'd like to learn. I really would. It's well, hey. awesome, dude. You guys um, hit us up on, on any of our social media or any of our various social media accounts and um, let us know what you thought and uh, let us know if you'd like to hear more. Go ahead and tell me I'm a misogynist for saying anything <laughs> positive about Jung or Freud, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a Freudian slip saying that Jung was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, inter interact with us, guys. We, um, I know there's probably nobody actually listening to this, but if you're out there, let us know. You're, Please. You're a family. <laughs> well, I guess that's it for the episode. Um, you guys have anything else to add? A song. Yeah. You guys gonna want to sing us out? What is going on? <laughs> what? Um, yes. Okay. Who did that? Because that was great. <laughs> that was me. I couldn't remember. Okay. <laughs> what was that? It look up. Have you ever had a dream like this? Metal remix on YouTube. Um, oh, I like the Inception one the best. <laughs> <laughs> How do you make it so real? <laughs> <laughs> All right. You guys want to sing us out? Well, no, that is the singing us out. Is a wish. Is that Josh Groban? <laughs> 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 <laughs>